From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm David Schultz. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that in October, more than 130 countries signed on to an OECD plan to revamp the way that multinational corporations pay their taxes. Pillar 1 of this plan lays out which countries get the tax revenue from these transnational firms, and Pillar 2 establishes a global minimum tax rate. This taxation paradigm shift is going to be really challenging for even the most advanced economies to implement. What about developing economies? That's what we're going to be talking about on today's podcast. The OECD as a group is tasked with helping developing countries adapt to this new global tax framework, and one of its leaders is Marlene Nembard-Parker. When she's not leading this group, officially called the Inclusive Framework, her day job is as the chief tax counsel at Jamaica's Revenue Collection Agency. Marlene spoke to Bloomberg Tax's Hamza Ali about the challenges that developing countries face when implementing this new world order and about what her group has been up to so far. Well, uh, currently, as you may imagine, the inclusive framework is very focused on the implementation of the pillars one and two. And so there are about 15 uh, building blocks, I think, in all. And so, you know, as they work through each of these building blocks, you know, um, for towards making this solution a reality, then, you know, each, this is where the rubber is hitting the road, I would say, as we get very granular about how this global tax deal is really supposed to work. And, um, and of course, as you would imagine, there are uh, some uh, members of the inclusive framework who would be more advanced in terms of their their grasp of the complexities of these measures than than other members. Um, Some members, of course, have more resources as well. And so the challenge remains, you know, how to bridge that gap. Um, I I guess is that going to be sort of a focus of um, your chairmanship to sort of increase the capacity of uh, some of the developing country um, members of the inclusive framework? I think uh, what would be helpful is a lot of the developing countries, I, I believe, and, and this is not any reflection on the abilities or the capacity of delegates or, or um, tax authorities at all. Uh, um, but I believe that the pace at which this work developed was so fast that persons have not had the opportunity to wrap their minds around even the whole uh, policy decisions, the the political decision that was made in the consensus of last year. And so I believe that it would be helpful to organize capacity workshops, seminars on really starting from scratch uh, in relation to the the pillars, to to the two pillar solution, starting from scratch it may mean that you have to consider whether you'll have to employ more drafters. You have to look at the administrative capacity that you have. You have to have public consultation because the business community have an interest. There are other agencies that may be involved. You have to look at your IT capacity and particularly for developing countries. 
there are, there are some countries that are concerned about, well, as it relates to Pillar 2, do I now have to rework my whole incentive approach? Do I have to know, how do I now develop my incentive uh, regimes and so on? And so, you know, there, there are still a lot of issues that have to be, that are related, that are critical. You, we're talking up, uh, about um, not just uh, digitalization as in, in, in a vacuum. It happens in a whole developmental context. And so I think that that has to be recognized and dealt with. Um, you mentioned the sort of 15 building blocks um, of Pillar 1. Are there, have there been sort of um, some of these, have some of these building blocks been sort of tougher to negotiate than others? Um, and... Yes, uh, yes, I, I think so. Um, I think uh, uh, countries have been uh, very vocal, I think, on particularly the whole aspect of tax certainty. And they and and you may recall Hamza that there are countries who did not join the consensus because of that issue of tax certainty, and so that still remains, I, I think, an unresolved issue. There are also issues that I think are concerning uh, about. Um, as I said, the, in Pillar 2, the issue of incentives as well, that particularly developing countries are, are concerned about. I know those countries that, are that have financial services, you know, are looking at the economic impact of this. And so I think uh, overall, the economic impact analysis that I think needs to be done by um, by all countries, but particularly developing countries, I think that um, that whole economic impact and analysis issue, I would regard as an, uh, while not a building block, it, it definitely is an outstanding issue. Mm. Um, so I, I guess like one of the things I've sort of um, heard mentioned um, is that there's a, a, a difficulty sort of with double taxation in, in Pillar 1. So that's one of the sort of big issues that countries are sort of struggling with. Is that, is that, is that something that you sort of uh, come across? Yes, that, that, is, that is an issue that is also being worked through as well. And, uh, you know, I, I should say that the issues that are now being discussed uh, in, in a more robust, robust manner than, um, than, than others are issues that uh, existed before the consensus and 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 so uh, and so I don't think that it is surprising to anyone who is involved in the process that these have come back and uh, there has to be further clarity that uh, there has to be uh, you know perhaps more uh, compromise as well and so yes, it is building, <laughs> building consensus around building blocks is probably how I would probably put it. Uh, not to be cute, but <laughs> you know, um, but <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it is it is it is it is still a process. And and so uh, I I know that all the persons who are involved are really working diligently because there 
there is a desire for this to work. There is a desire for this to work. And perhaps on reflection, I, I don't think that we really um, expected <laughs> that, you know, it would be uh, so complex. I don't think we had the expectation that it would be so complex, but um, but we I know that there is commitment for for this approach to work. A question that I just sort of thought of um, was time-wise. Um, I know that the European Union and um, the US are sort of moving at sort of lightning pace, <laughs> trying to implement all the stuff within the next year. Um, will sort of developing countries um, be able to move this quickly, particularly if, as you mentioned, there could be sort of capacity issues mm -hmm. and administrative mm -hmm. issues. I mean, what what would be a realistic timeline for developing countries? I, um, well, we have different levels of developing, of, of development among developing countries, as you would imagine. And so some of um, the more advanced developing countries probably may be able to meet um, that, that, um, that deadline. But I think everybody has expressed concern ar ar around the deadline. Most countries have expressed concern ab about the deadline. And, and so, whereas I'm not in a position to say what would be realistic for the, for, for the category of countries that fall under the banner of um, developing countries, I, I, I think when I think of small island uh, states or, or other states that are least developed, um, falling in, into that band of least developed countries, I, uh, I am hard pressed to, to imagine that 2023 is a realistic timeline. I think there, um, there's a lot more work to be done where those countries are concerned. And I think it is also important that countries understand what it is when they are signing on to say the multilateral conventions and, uh, and uh, that there, there needs to be a thorough analysis because signing onto that convention is a policy decision. And so, therefore, you have to understand the elements of the policy. And as I said, you have to do a stock take of what it will take to implement. I don't think developing countries have been able to do that. It may be a more uh, realistic approach uh, for the countries that are in a position to move ahead for, you know, uh, so that for, for, for there to be probably um, a kind of incremental approach to implementation where those who are ready to move ahead, you know, um, go ahead while you bring the other uh, countries up to speed. But as I said, uh, you know, there is, um, there is a desire, I think, to, to work as, as uh, at you know, getting this done in the time that uh, was uh, agreed, <laughs> which is 2023. Uh, but we will we will see how you know whether or not there is room for further discussion on that on that timeline, or whether there can be some flexibility 
around it because I don't I don't think the desire is to leave anybody behind, you know, and, and I don't think that it would serve the cause to leave um, other countries behind. That was Marlene Nembard Parker, co-chair of the OECD's Inclusive Framework, speaking with Limber Tax's Hamza Ali. And that's it for today's Talking Tax. You can find up-to-the-minute news and the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz, and Meg Shreve, with assistance from Adam Allington. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor. Our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. The number of words in the tax code is estimated to be 1 million, about the same length as the entire Harry Potter series. Add in IRS regs, rev rulings, and case law, and it can be a lot. We all need a little help to sort it out. Each week on the Tax Girl podcast, I talk to the best in the business. And these aren't crazy technical dives. They're interesting and easy to digest looks at topics that matter to you. It's all that you need to stay ahead on the most important tax issues. You can subscribe to the podcast for free on taxgirl.com because paying taxes is painful, but hearing about them shouldn't be.